From the beautiful city of West Hollywood, we bring you Film Forward, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival. Nicholas Ibarra here with another episode of Film Forward. We are continuing our series that highlights the films of Ladies' Night, a special pop-up screening that will be held on May 18th at the West Hollywood City Council Chambers. Our guest today is an amazing comedy writer-director who I've had the pleasure of working with. Her name is Emily McGregor, and we are going to talk about her film, Cafe Abundance. Emily, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. Uh, before we get into the nitty-gritty, tell us a little bit about the flick, Cafe Abundance. Yeah, um, it's a pretty short film, so it needs a short description. <laughs> um, it's uh, about two women that have lunch, and one of them discovers that everything she's being sold is bullshit. That is the tagline. That is, is the tagline. Is everything bullshit? Is everything bullshit? Which is a great question. Yeah. A question that I think I know the answer to. <laughs> I think you can kind of assume <laughs> my opinion on that subject. Um, yeah, I mean, the movie's a brilliant satire on, you know, let's say like a type of restaurant. Right. Um, these types of restaurants seem to be growing and taking over. Have you considered sending DVD copies of your film to any of these restaurants? Because I feel like they should see them. <laughs> they should see I your have movie. Not thought about that, but that is an awesome idea. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I think we should make that happen. We should probably make that happen. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about your cast, in particular, mm-hmm. uh, the two leads of your movie. They're hilarious. How did you How did you find them? What was your casting process like? And what do you love about working with them? Yeah, so I actually wrote the script um, with these two actresses in mind, uh, Annie Gonzalez and Ari Siegel. Yeah, they're amazing. They're hilarious. I knew that about them. This film does require nudity, and I also knew that they would most likely be down. <laughs> right. So basically just asked them, and they said yes. That was the casting process. It wasn't down. very complicated. <laughs> <laughs> and um, your husband also yes. makes an appearance in the film. Husband, yes, and I also just asked him, and he also just said yes. So that was also very easy. But <laughs> He was really difficult to work with, if I remember <laughs> yeah. correctly. No, he was kidding. so hard. He's, he's so hard. He's yeah. terrific. Yeah, he was great. Um, one thing I really loved about uh, working on this film uh, is how familial the crew was. Mm-hmm. Felt like It felt like a family environment. Everybody was there to support you. It seemed like you had a very close-knit relationship with everybody, and it was kind of all for one, one for all. Do you like to do that a lot, like kind of create, you know, surround yourself with friends? Because it's something I like to do, too, just because, I don't know, maybe it just makes my heart feel good (laughs) as we're doing something very sometimes stressful. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think all the sets I've been on, I really like working with my friends. Like, that's something that brings me joy um, and makes the process way more fun. And if I'm not friends with them at the beginning of the shoot, I'd like to at least be friends with them at the end of the shoot. And yeah, that's something I think is super important, especially with comedy. Like you want to create a safe environment so people can just feel like they can play and goof around and be silly and not have to worry about making a fool of themselves. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely something that we've tried. And a lot of the people on the set I'd worked with before. I'd worked with you before. (laughs) Um, Leo, the director of photography, we'd worked together for a long time, bonded over really difficult commercial (laughs) shoots in the past. (laughs) Um, talk to us about your writing process, not just with this movie. I'm always curious mm-hmm. to hear about 
other writers and how their their writing process works. Do you do you have a what you call a routine? <laughs> what routine do you do where you're the most productive? It's funny people ask me this, and I'm like, I don't. I don't know my processes. <laughs> <laughs> I just like write. Right. Um, but I, I do. I do, I guess, um, the morning. I wake up first thing, want to work out and get writing because um, I'm pretty much an idiot by 3 p.m. Right. So I get as much done before then as possible. So that's like on the technical side. Yeah. Inspiration side, I don't know if I have like a process. Because like I, I mean, I assume. Do you for, have like for, a process? Uh. S- same, similar. Yeah. Like I'm, 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 I'm best when I just get it going first thing. Yeah. And I try and put down a few pages right off the bat. Um, again, knowing that yeah. you know by the afternoon it's just going to be junk. My just, head is junk. It, my head's trash. Uh, I I would say I'm like a vomit draft person. Like I will just I'll that on the page. Mm-hmm. Go back and like yeah, sculpt it. I'm more about that. I know Which, some people can just like write and it's like great and I'm not like that. I don't know it's, any of those people. Who are these people? Tarantino maybe? <laughs> like, I, I mean, not like gold, yeah, but like, yeah. I mean, not like trash. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think that's a healthy way to do it is, yeah. to just, is to vomit draft. Just get it out. Yeah. It's a productive way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. As far as inspiration goes, I mean, I guess especially for this movie, was there a moment where you were perhaps sitting at one of these restaurants where you <laughs> kind of had this is everything bullshit moment yourself uh, and that led to this script? I feel like every moment is moment. <laughs> um, no, I didn't – not like in a restaurant. I guess like – so body image stuff has been something in my life since like high school. Mm-hmm. Like definitely suffered from – anorexia in high school, super fun, teenage girl, blah, blah, blah. Right. Kind of worked myself out of that. But even did like a documentary about eating disorders in high school. And it's just been something that has kind of cropped up my life. You know, obviously a lot of friends struggle with different eating disorder issues of various kinds. Um, It's hard to find a woman and even men who don't. Especially in LA. Especially in LA. Yeah. And so that combined with like, yeah, it's always made me kind of like sick the commercialization of feminism mm-hmm. bothers me a lot, um, which is great because I'm in marketing. So it's awesome that I use the money that I make in marketing to make an anti-capitalist feminist short film. <laughs> <laughs> that irony makes me happy. So that was sort of the inspiration was like combining the two of this like commercialization of feminism or like empowerment. A lot of what I do is working in the self-development Field And so I see a side of that where you are commercializing self-improvement and to commercialize self-improvement, you sometimes need to make people feel bad about themselves and then you're in a loop. Right. A crazy loop. It's a cycle that only one side's <laughs> making money on. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So that sort of is what, what inspired it. <laughs> we are talking about Cafe Abundance with Emily McGregor. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back on Film Forward. If you like the music in our show, all songs are performed by the band Dub 8. Check out their new EP, Ayudame, available on iTunes and Spotify. We are back with Emily McGregor, writer-director of Cafe Abundance, which will be screening May 18th as a part of Ladies' Night, 
special pop-up screening for LADFF. Emily, you mentioned that there was some nudity in this flick. Yes. Uh, talk to us about what it's like directing <laughs> nude scenes. Uh, have you done nude scenes before? And um, I had not, no. The nude scenes in this also involve nudity in public places, which is adds a whole other set of challenges. Right. So, yeah, there were a number of challenges with this. The first, the first one was we needed to find a restaurant location that would allow us to do the nudity thing, which wasn't really a problem. And so we found this lovely restaurant, um, and it was like, shaded by these like shrubs and you couldn't see inside from the street and it seemed perfect and lovely until we got there on the tech scout the day before the shoot and they had shaved all the shrubs away (laughs) um (laughs) and we didn't have the budget for like big nets or anything like that to block our actresses so we just went for it and we only had one looky loo that we had to shoo away and i don't even know if he was looking at our sets that was fine it worked out um (laughs) no one was concerned and honestly we were like more concerned for the actresses than they were concerned about being naked in public but we were making made sure they were covered and everything was safe and kosher and good the actresses, as you said, were – I think they had a lot of fun they with it. They had a lot of fun. Yeah, they really enjoyed it. Yeah, we were on the side of the street like, cover up, cover up, cover up. And they're like, what? No, nah, we're fine. Like, no, no, we don't – we don't actually want a cop to come. Right. Yeah, it's technically legal, but people could still get mad. I need to play with fire. Yeah, exactly. Talk to us a little bit about why you enjoy – or at least from, from my experience with you, you've always done uh, comedy stuff. Is that mm-hmm. kind of – why do you always make that kind of your home base? What pulls you to that genre more than than other genres? I always like doing comedy that's a little dark or has some sort of commentary or mm-hmm. quote unquote something to say. Just because I think it's easier to laugh about these things. Like there's enough sadness in the world. There's enough depressing shit. I just want to make people like laugh and feel good, but also kind of think and kind of have things on multiple yeah. levels. Yeah. Best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. Plus, it's just it's fun on set. Like I love doing a take and then like the whole crew crack up at the end. Like, yeah. That's the best. Yeah. yeah. Good vibrations are. Uh, For sure. <laughs> as long as it's funny, what's your ten- your scripts tend to be. <laughs> I hope so. Because I've worked on other, you know, I've worked on comedies that aren't funny. Right. Yeah. And those are just. Yikes. Painful. <laughs> yeah. No, if people aren't like laughing after a take, you're like, ooh, maybe we need to do something here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Well, we're laughing. We're laughing right now. We're going to take one more break, and then we're going to come back with my favorite segment and yours, Give Me Three. Hey, this is Emily McGregor, and you can see my film Cafe Abundance at LADFF's Ladies' Night, a one-night-only special event, May 18th at the City of West Hollywood Council Chambers. Get your tickets today at LADFF.com. All right, we are back with Film Forward and Emily McGregor, and she is about to give us three recommendations, films that may have flown under your radar. Give us your first one. Yeah, so my first one would be um, one that I don't, I don't like really recommend. I like mostly re- I, <laughs> I recommend like just to see this movie, you should get you should get uncomfortably high, just like okay. uncomfortably high. And watch it with friends. You're speaking my language already. Yes. Uh, that would be The Greasy Strangler. Have you ever seen that? The Greasy Strangler? The Greasy Strangler. I have not seen oh, The Greasy Strangler. Oh, yeah. No, you need... It's not good. It's not good? It's good? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's very strange. Watch the trailer first. Watch the red... The, like, non-censored red band trailer. Right. Watch that. The Greasy Strangler. The Greasy Strangler. Have you seen this film sober by any chance? 
Um, no. Okay. No. I've seen the trailer was like, that's the craziest thing I ever saw. <laughs> watched the film and then rewatched the trailer tra- showing it to friends. I was like, oh, this trailer like shows you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, cool. That's number one. The Greasy Strangler. <laughs> yeah. All right, great. give us your second one, Emily. Uh, the second one is Symbol. Symbol, okay. Um, also, I've not seen this. No, that's by Hiroshi Matsumoto. I might be butchering that. I hope I'm not. Maybe I am. I'm sorry. Our Japanese audience is very angry. They're very angry at me. <laughs> I tried. I tried. <laughs> um, it's it's literally a guy who gets stuck in a room, um, and there are buttons, and he has to choose which like button to press to get what he wants and mm. to eventually get out. Right. Um, except these buttons aren't just buttons. They're like tiny baby penises. Oh, my. <laughs> I, like what, I like what you're giving us today. And they're like little cherub. They're like white little cherub penises that come in and out of the wall. <laughs> and like you press it, and it goes... Do that one more time for us. I don't think we got it. <laughs> it's great. Symbol. <laughs> Symbol. And is, is it a is it a Japanese it's film? A Japanese film, yeah. My goodness. Yeah. And he has another one, which isn't my third, but I would also say R100 is also amazing. Okay. Yeah. Highly recommend. That also sounds like a movie perhaps to be viewed high. Yeah. Perhaps. Probably. I mean, definitely Symbol. R100 you would probably get a little confused if yeah. you're too high. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And those are two tough ones to follow <laughs> up on, but give us your third. The third one is a movie I don't recommend, um, but you should see it. It's The Alchemist Cookbook. Okay. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's like this other writer is writing a feature for me, and he told me to watch this, and it's very polarizing. I, I don't I – don't, I, li- I kind of liked it. Right. <laughs> But it's interesting. It's like this guy in the woods, and he's uh, trying to, like, do alchemy, and he's just kind of insane. I don't know. It's it's very low budget. It's an interesting, <laughs> very low budget, just a dude in the woods going nuts. No explanation. There's, like, no backstory. It's bizarre. But I'm not selling it well. I'm not trying to either. <laughs> you you gave us three what sounds like very bizarre flicks. Yeah. Which you I want, like, like, a weird night. These are weird night movies. Maybe we'll do a, a bizarre night uh, for LADFF one year. <laughs> there you go. And we'll have Emily be our guest programmer. <laughs> Just at the weirdest. <laughs> <laughs> well, Emily, thank you for giving us your recommendations. Thank you. Thank you for being here on the podcast, and thank you for sharing your film with LADFF. Uh, we're excited to, uh, to screen it on May 18th. I'm very excited to be there. Thank you. It'll be fun. Yeah. May 18th, once again at the West Hollywood City Council Chambers. Do not miss it. You can get your tickets now, and we'll catch you next time on Film Forward. Our recording engineer and mixer is Anselm Kennedy. The podcast is produced by Anselm, Sonia Maru, and yours truly. Thanks for joining us on Film Forward, and you'll hear us next time. <laughs>